For the past decade, organizations have developed and refined information security tool sets, but have not focused on the most effective ways to use the tools, techniques, and technologies. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be joined again by Ron Ross, the Risk Information Security Management Expert at the National Institute of Standards and Technologies, to discuss tacit security which he says focuses on the organizational aspects of cybersecurity, that is, how to effectively use the security tools, techniques, and technologies to achieve a desired solution. Welcome back, Ron. Good morning, Eric. Good, uh, good to be with you today. TACIT, as you pointed out, is an acronym for Threat, Assets, Complexity, Integration, and Trustworthiness, and is defined by Merriam-Webster as expressed or understood without being directly stated. Is TACIT simply a different way to think about risk assessment? I'm not sure it's a different way to think about risk assessment as much as it's a different way to focus on how we use the uh, the tools and technologies and techniques that we built really over the past uh, at least 10 years in the FISMA project and probably going back even further than that with our best practices and things that we've developed over the last 20 or 30 years. While there's nothing dramatically new in, in the tacit approach, it tries to convey that we need to focus on better ways to use the tool set, which means integrating our core concepts and principles in cybersecurity into the mainstream organizational mission and business processes and the management processes that we have been doing for a long, long time. We've talked about this notion of baking it in for a long, long time, but we typically don't do that in many organizations because of the way the organization is set up, the institutional barriers, sometimes the bureaucracy, and just the fact that we don't communicate very well amongst many of these disciplines like enterprise architecture, acquisition, life cycle, engineering and things. And then we have our security um, language, which has a whole set of terms and, and, and phrases in and of itself. That plus the fact that for TACIT, we're focusing on what we call critical assets, things that really make a difference to the economic and national security interests of the country. These are systems that support critical missions and business operations, where the fact that you have to do more to really protect against these very sophisticated cyber attacks that are being launched routinely against federal agencies and our private sectors. It's a heavier lift and it's a way to kind of focus five areas to, to make sure we, we are carrying out things that are necessary and sufficient to do the job. So what's the genesis of your thinking that brought you to advocate TACIT? The genesis of TACIT kind of came from several different aspects. Uh, I gave a, uh, a speech over in Korea not that long ago. Preparing for the speech, I was looking at ways to try to convey the cybersecurity message to an audience worldwide, uh, in addition to what we do here domestically. In that process, there were five areas that I focused on in the speech, and those ended up being the five areas of TACIT. Um, the acronym just kind of formed, and, and I was thinking about the acronym TACIT, it kind of fit the model where we would like security to become so tightly integrated into our organizational processes that we don't have to think about it every day. If you look at how our, most of our security offices operate today, they're separate offices, they have a focus, and they're, they're not really communicating and integrated into the mainstream of the organization. And that really causes lots of issues because it ends up putting a wall up between mission and business owners who are focused on cost schedule and performance and doing the job of the organization 
organization. And it kind of puts on the outside all of the security stuff that's really necessary to help those business and mission owners be successful in the world where they rely exclusively and have a great dependence on information technology. And that technology obviously must be dependable in order for them to carry out their day-to-day operations. Uh, This becomes especially critical for things that we really care about, air traffic control system, critical infrastructure, assets and operations, power plants, things where if we make a mistake and the adversary does breach our boundaries and they bring down our capability or they steal critical information from us, these things have direct effects on our economic and our national security. The vulnerabilities that we deal with today, for the most part, are what we call known vulnerabilities, things we can see we can experience and the things that come out in in the patches every Tuesday from our vendors. But the unknown vulnerabilities, and we call those the zero-day exploits, uh, and and the vulnerabilities that the advanced persistent threat will create within our organizations through these breaches, those are the two tiers of the vulnerability structure that are totally off our radar. And the only way we will ever get ahead of this problem is to use better architecture and engineering. And that, again, is a key part of what Tacit talks about. Will this be formally presenting Tacit in any kind of publication? I'm not sure if we're going to do any more publications. I think, as I said, we we have a very robust toolbox with our our five publications under the Joint Task Force, which form the core of the FISMA publications. I think there may be a white paper or some kind of a tech report that may talk about the tacit concepts a little bit more. But most of those, if not all of those concepts, are already described in our key publications now, with the exception of we have two publications which are in development, which are, are going to really focus on a lot of these concepts. One is a supply chain risk management guide. Line. The number goes, I think it's 800-161, and that's out in for public draft now. We're taking comments from our customers. That'll play a key role in some of the tacit concepts and approaches. And then there's the engineering guideline, which has been in development for a couple of years now. That's a security engineering guideline. That talks to the, to the notion of building stronger, more penetration-resistant components and how those components are integrated or put together within a systems context to make it more difficult for the adversary to get in And if they do get in, to limit the damage they can do so the organization's capability is not brought down completely, that being important for critical infrastructure applications in particular. It sounds as if organizations should rethink, although this is something I guess you've been encouraging all along, but with Tacit, rethinking of responsibilities of even the non-technology, non-security people, the owners of the applications, the chief executive, chief operating officers of organizations. Absolutely. I think that's the key. The the best organizations who have the strongest information security programs will be those that have the maturity of these concepts being integrated at all three tiers. We talk about our three tiers in the 800-39, the enterprise-wide pyramid, if you will, where we have governance at tier one, mission business process at tier two, systems at tier three. Having senior leaders involved at tier one and, and the enterprise architects and the system developers all working off the same playbook, that's going to be very, very important going forward. TACIT is intended to support the federal strategy of build it right, then continuously monitor. It talks about the build it right part and making sure that in order for us to have the necessary investments, which we're going to need to do to strengthen these critical systems supporting the critical missions and business operations, there has to be a balance between the dollars you spend in building stronger information technology infrastructures and how much you spend in monitoring what you've built. And that balance point is is going to be a question for every organization moving forward, and it's going to, by definition, involve senior leaders at the very top levels of the organization, the real risk takers in every organization.
In your presentation, you encourage organizations to be more proactive than reactive to cybersecurity. That sounds well and good, but I suspect that with this rapid evolving cyber threat environment we're in, that's easier said than done. And how would TASA make it easier for organizations to become more proactive? Everything is easier said than done in, in our business. Continuous monitoring, we try to understand the ongoing threat space, and, and we react to that as it changes. And that's a good thing to do. You have to understand the threat. That's the first part of the tacit approach is to understand the modern threat space. But given that these advanced threats are going to continue at a fairly rapid pace, one of the things that we can fall into is this notion of thrashing. In other words, the, the infrastructure continues to get more complex. By definition, there are going to be more errors in, in some of those errors are going to turn into vulnerabilities, so the number of vulnerabilities will be increasing at a very high rate. The threat base is going to be doing the same thing. You can get to a point where in a reactive mode, all you're doing is, is reacting and you end up thrashing and, and you just have, you get overwhelmed with the, the threat space and the vulnerabilities. It just becomes something you can't get your arms around. This is where the, the complexity comes in. So reducing that complexity and focusing on those critical pieces of the infrastructure, doing that criticality analysis and understanding that you can't protect everything to the highest degree, but understanding what is critical to your mission and your business operations, and then taking additional things to make sure the engineering and architectural processes and the best practices are applied in those particular areas, whether it's isolating critical components, bringing in more trust technology, higher levels of assurance, things that are going to, for those parts of the critical infrastructure, are going to increase the strength. So you're not reacting, you're being proactive in the sense that you're strengthening the pieces of the infrastructure where you have the most to lose. And that's what we mean by being proactive rather than reactive. What else should we know about TACIT? It tells a story. And I think it's very important in our business not to just throw out platitudes or to put things out there that are not implementable. TACIT allows us to focus on five key areas and it can use all of the NIST standards and guidelines that we've already developed. I think the focus of those five areas can really do a lot to help enterprises understand, first of all, what the threat looks like, the modern threat space. And that's why we recommend at least one or two people have a security clearance to get that level of classified threat data that can really open their eyes to these top two tiers of vulnerabilities, the unknown vulnerabilities and the ones the adversary is going to create. And from that, using our FIPS publication 199 and, and also other criticality analysis tools to really isolate those components that you really need to strengthen. Reducing complexity is going to be important because we're working on thinner budgets now, less resources. If we can reduce complexity by having less IT and making that IT more efficient, that is going to help us do better security, especially if that security is integrated into the process as we recommend in the fourth step. The final part about greater trustworthiness and resilience becomes more critical today because we know we can't stop all cyber attacks. We see the empirical evidence every day. But for those things that are critical, we're going to have to do more. We will stop every attack that we possibly can with the best trust technology that we can deploy, things like the trusted computing modules and some of the things that some of our trusted computing groups are bringing forward. In addition to that, understanding how resilience is critical in survival of these systems long term. One cyber attack doesn't bring down the whole enterprise. We can uh, absorb the attack. We can confine the, the damage where that attack uh, has occurred, and we can continue to operate and to support those critical parts of the federal government and you can make the same argument in the private sector as well that we need to have to survive as a nation. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Eric. That's Ron Ross of the National Institute of Standards and Technology. I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.